This is John Mills, and this is Acquired Tastings. I'm so happy that everybody's here today. We're doing, today, we're doing cordials, and Josh is still on assignment. I'm doing Frangelico, which is a hazelnut liqueur, and it comes in at 24 ABV. And I brought a couple snacks. I brought a Maytag blue cheese. I brought Gonzola blue cheese, and I brought some chocolate chunk cookies with pecans. I couldn't find any with hazelnuts. And I have a guest here today. His name is David Timberlake. David, what liqueurs are you doing and what snacks did you bring? I've brought Liquor 43 and I brought Bekarovka. Liquor 43 has an ABV of 31% and Bekarovka has an ABV of 38%. So they're all about the same. Yeah. 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 And the color, you know, mine's, mine's very clear. And uh, yours has a little more color. Yeah, the Liquor 43 is pretty, like, uh, golden color. And then yeah. the, the Becquerel is a little bit lighter as well. Yeah, our fans will see that on, on Instagram pictures. And again, Josh is on assignment. And last week, it was a beer week. And I had John the Beer Snob on with me last week. And I tricked him into him blinding a beer. Now, we had been doing big beers. 9.9 was mine, the nine killer from Flyway, and his was Sahara Nevada Bigfoot at 9.6. So we're doing big beers. And so I poured him a dark beer, and he tasted it. And we talked a lot about how that sometimes your brewmaster will hide that alcohol within the beer. And so he wasn't sure whether it was a bigger alcohol or a lower alcohol, but he ended up saying it was like 6 to 7%. And he kept getting a vanilla smell. Well, of course, I, know, I knew what it was, and I kept saying, well, do you think that's coming from the barrel? And he said, no, John, I think they're using some kind of vanilla bean and it's a porter, six to seven percent vanilla bean porter. Well, gosh, he had a he was right on it pretty good, pretty well. But it that wasn't it. It was a KBS from Founders. It was eleven percent ABV, and it was a maple Mackinac fudge stout so you know when you when you look at a a dark beer like that it's kind of flip a coin whether it's a porter or a stout david's over there shaking his head up and down so i think he did a good job i might give him half credit at least on that one so now we're ready for our liqueurs and again i have uh frangelico and it's a hazelnut and it's 24 ABV, which makes it 48 proof. And I have, we got a lot of snacks today. David brought some really good stuff. And I just threw in some cheese and, and cookies. So have you ever had this one before? The uh, Frangelico? You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about it? I think it's delicious. I usually like to have it with either coffee or over ice cream. Right. <laughs> right. I was going to get into... Uh, 
how you can use it in cocktails, but you already kind of broached that. Now, in a previous episode, I had amaretto, and I like that in a scotch occasion. Yeah. Called a uh, Godfather. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very similar. I've never really had this right liqueur with my scotch. I'm going to have to try it because it's just the difference between the nut. The nut. The, right. Actually, the other one does not use almonds. Right. But it uses the pit of yeah. a, uh apricot. And this actually uses ground up hazelnuts, hazelnuts including the shells. Interesting. Yeah, because I went on a, you know, you can find these, <laughs> you can find these do-it-yourself methods of oh, making sure. anything. Yes. And so I went out there and looked at that, and that's how you make it. You, you get your hazelnuts, you grind them up, you know, whatever formula of how many of them or how, you know, cups of them. Right. And then like a cup of vodka. Yeah. And then maybe a half a cup or even a cup of cognac. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so then you let that age for however long you, you need to. Yeah. And then that's that you're making, you know, making it for yourself. But, you know, I don't remember what the, the price point of it this is. But I don't know. It's probably not that expensive. I feel like your time's probably easier to buy than it is to try to make it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> My time's a little more precious than that. Now, if I can get it, you know, there there's a oh, particular yeah. there's a particular liqueur that I that I like uh, that you can't get at one point. Yeah, and, and uh, now I can get it. It's Damiano. Oh yeah. And you know, there for a long time I couldn't find it anywhere, but now Colonial Wine and Spirits right. has it. Yeah. So. Uh, that's quite interesting. That's a fun liqueur too. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I ma- I make uh, I use that a number of ways, but primarily I to up my tequila margarita into like top, top shelf. shelf. I use that plus some grand. Marnier. I have to use that. Yeah, yeah. It's you know that's got a real licorice mm-hmm. taste, so you might have to be careful how much you use. I like licorice, so that's yeah. Good. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, David, it's great to have you on the show, and I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and and maybe your origin story of alcohol? <laughs> that you know, some, you know, I don't want to get into any, any uh, things that you don't want to talk about. So right. you, you just kind of tell us what you well, want to tell. Well, the us. long and the short is, I grew up in a dry county in Arkansas, in White County, in Bald Knob, and. Uh, when I moved to Little Rock to get away from there, I decided I want to go into the restaurant business. And to do so, you had to be a server to make any money. Mm-hmm. So then I decided to go into being the server, and I worked at a couple of different restaurants around town, Lily's Dim Sum, and then Bosco's, and then So. And in the last 11 and a half years, I've been at the pantry. Oh, and okay. when I started there, um, I was just a server and then moved into bartending, and now I'm the bar manager at the West Little Rock oh, location. Fantastic. And in doing so... Um, we, we do a couple of different cocktail lists a, a year. And so having to play around with all the cordials to, to balance cocktails and add mm-hmm. flavors and, mm-hmm. and things like that really is a lot of fun. That's why I picked cordials to do today because yeah, it's a way to have fun with things. And you can do a lot of things with cordials outside of just drinking them. They're good for like, like the fruit cordials are good for like salad dressings and oh yeah baking yeah, and cooking yeah. and stuff like that. So 
Well, and like uh, Amaretto, I did this the other day. We were having our uh, Patriot Cakes, and what Patriot Cakes are for us is a pancake that has blueberries and raspberries. So you got the red, Red, white, and blue, blue. and instead of putting vanilla, I used a a little Amaretto. Yeah. And yeah, it gives it that really distinct flavor. It dresses it up, too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because it tastes like you're ta- you're eating fan- something fancy. Whoa! We, it's a pastry cake. It's got to be. That's got to exactly. be fancy. Exactly. Well, my birthday's the Fourth of July, so I appreciate. Yeah. That. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah. So you've been at the pantry eleven years. You said eleven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And I I know sometimes you still wait tables. Yes. I mean that's <laughs> to fill in if we need somebody to if somebody's taking off or just to make a little extra money or whatever. So, uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, have you tried any food? We've been yakking quite a bit. I haven't tried much of it. Um, so let's see what goes well with this nutty. <laughs> um, I have an idea of what I think is going to go well, but we'll see. I I brought some things from the pantry. I mm-hmm. brought a pantry board, and so there's several charcuterie things that mm-hmm. we have here. Right. So I tried the gonzola. I'd kind of jump to the end maybe. Now, the cookie's on here for that specific reason, but I think the chocolate chip and the pecan cookie will go lights out. I hadn't tried it yet, Um, but the gonzola, which is an Italian blue cheese, and this frangelica is Italian. Yeah. I mean, what grows together goes well right. together goes good together you know however you want to say it so the frangelico is pretty sweet so i like that idea but yeah. also if you try it with something like that terrine which mm-hmm. is ground pork pistachios and asparagus wrapped in bacon oh okay it really kind of it's the kind of it looks like the low oh yeah yeah not yeah. that yeah, there you go right it. beside it i've got it here that one yeah it actually goes really good with that okay so you tried it mm-hmm. did you bring it specifically for that reason or it just ended no. up on the but the the pistachios in there, I think the nuttiness of the pistachios and the the salt from the pork really kind of cuts the sweetness of the. You are exactly <laughs> right, boy. You nailed that. <laughs> mm. Try the gorgonzola real fast. So that's almost a like like, because of the sweetness of that meat, and then like you said, the pistachio, the nut, is just almost a like like. Yeah. But the fat, like you said, the fatness mm-hmm. and the, the salt. fattiness. Fatness, the <laughs> fattiness of that and yeah. the salt, you know, just goes so well. Mm-hmm. That gorgonzola is fantastic with it though, too, because this the saltiness of that yeah. gorgonzola. Yeah, and the plain old blue cheese will probably go well yeah. too. You know, ooh yeah. Now, what's the what's the broth? That's the Hungarian sausage. Hungarian. Okay. And then the other sausage is the bratwurst. Yeah. Okay. You know, again, the fattiness of, mm-hmm. of the meat. Well, that, that sausage has um, a lot of paprika in it, so that'll come through with that mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and um, complement that frangelico as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not something generally you would think, but once you start it, having it together, it's like, wow, that actually does go together. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't sit down and just say, oh, okay, I'm going to put that. Right. So one of the things that uh, John the Beer Snob said the other week was, you know, he was doing some pastings at Bosco and they had six different beers, and they had food, and so down on paper, you know, he put down what he thought. Right. And then he got there early, and he starts tasting. Yeah. And see, 
that just that's a whole nother level <laughs> right. of what's going to happen. Yeah. And once you taste it, now your palate and my palate are probably different. Right. You've probably got sure. a pres- perfect palate. <laughs> and depends on how but, much I've had to drink. <laughs> well, yeah, that does affect it. But uh, you know, everybody's palate's different, right. so there's going to be nuances in what well, people right. taste. Yeah. And you know, it's like that big beer, those big beers that oh, we're yeah. having last week. There's a lot of people that wouldn't even try right. that. And my son's probably one of them. <laughs> I'm generally one of them too. Well, okay. Cause, cause Josh, he just doesn't like the IPAs. They're just pine yeah. salt. And then there's, we're drinking for the listener's sake. We're drinking all of these liqueurs out of the Glen Carrick. Yeah. Now, a lot of people won't do that. Yeah. Um, uh, some people just, want them in snifters. Some people want them in rocks glass. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And as a bartender, you know that when you fix a cocktail, there is a specific glass oh, yeah. for that cocktail. Yeah. And then there's a specific garnish right. for that cocktail. Yeah. And well, and there's a reason that you put some things with ice and there's a reason you put some things up and there's, yeah, there's a whole lot of different reasons. Okay. Explain that for our listeners. So one thing with ice is the dilution. So if you're going to make something with ice, you want Mm -hmm. it that you want the ice to be there to uh, tone it down as you're drinking the drink. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're doing something up or like in a coupe glass or a martini glass or a, a Nick and Nora glass, you already have reached the dilution level while you were shaking it or stirring it to get it to where you want it. Exactly. So you don't want it to keep diluting anymore. So a martini, once it's reached, reached the dilution that you want it to be, mm-hmm. or like a Manhattan or something mm-hmm. like that, you want to get it away from the ice because you don't want it to to really affect the flavor of it and water mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. And as you know, if it's all alcoholic, you don't shake. Right. You stir it. Stir it. And if it's... If it has now, juice or get, olive brine in it. I get kind of goofy on that a little bit because if I make something that's alcohol, 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 and then the last one is like a simple syrup. Right. I would stir that generally, but I would the too. general public wants it to be <laughs> shaken. shaken. Like martinis, they want to, most people want to be shaken even exactly. though... Exactly. Whiskey yeah. sours. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then... You know, another thing that I know and Josh knows and you know is that when you serve that drink, you want it to be that that temperature that's right. right. That's, Optimal. That's yeah. really critical. And so when you put it into the shaker with the ice yeah. and you shake it and you get it cold, you don't just pour that back into the same right glass. Yeah. You typically strain it. Strain it, yeah. And it either goes in a coupe glass right. or a martini glass yeah. and goes up. Yeah. Or it actually goes on fresh ice yeah. because you've already got the dilution right. that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I think a lot of people, I get, sometimes at the restaurant, people will at like ask for a different glass for a cocktail that is in something. like Because we do some cocktails in the small coupes. Mm-hmm. And that is a direct reflection of how much alcohol is in that drink. So generally, if it's in a smaller glass, it's got more alcohol. So like, if you have it in a rock glass, there's less alcohol. So I always laugh whenever somebody, a customer, asks me to have a drink in a different glass. I'm like, 
<laughs> Sorry that your masculinity is threatened. <laughs> well, and see the even the even the beers, yeah, the craft beer locations now. It's like that nine killer. You go to Flyway, and you don't get a pint. No, you get a ten ounce glass. Nine killer. Yeah, you get a ten ounce glass. <laughs> you get a small glass right. of it, and you're going, "Wait a minute, they just cheated me." Yeah. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. We need you to walk out of here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there is a legend with with Frangelica. Oh, really? Well, it it's on the bottle, and. Uh, I could read it off the bottle, but primarily it was, you know, there was a hermit. Okay. Okay. And he was a hermit monk. I was going to say it's an interesting bottle because it it is a monk. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's it's got a little, if you haven't seen it before, listeners, it's got a little piece of rope around the, the midsection of the bottle, just like you would see Friar Tuck. Right. Yeah. With his 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 robe on, yeah. and he's got that rope holding it together, wow. and so that's where that came okay. from. And this this monk was in the Piedmont region right. of Italy, and Piedmont is um, one of the best wine areas in Italy because that's that's where your Barbaresco right. and, yeah. and uh, other wines are, and he created this recipe and it's it's like i said i already said kind of what the recipe is but it's just it's just this whole idea of you know how does it get started <laughs> and sometimes those are the best stories oh yeah to find out that wait this was a this was a hermit and he was out in the wilderness <laughs> and he's trying to figure out he needs a drink yeah and oh he grinds up hazelnuts. All the hazelnuts and puts some <laughs> neutral they, spirit in there. Probably grappa over there. Yeah, there is a lot of grappa there. It doesn't make it clear what base liquor. Gotcha. You know. He originally used. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Probably wasn't uh, vodka, though. Uh, Probably not. It could have been uh, brandy of some kind. Uh, I think so. I think so. And um, it, it's just. Whatever he had. Probably. Yeah. But I think that's neat to have those stories. A lot of those cordials from Europe have really interesting stories, you know, like chartreuse and some of those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the original chartreuse recipe was only known by, well, half was known by one monk and half was known by another monk. <laughs> exactly. And they only passed it on. I was like, that's a crazy story. <laughs> yeah, one would die and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Speaking of cordials you can't get, yellow chartreuse right now is one that we can't get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was looking for that the other day for whatever reason. Uh, you know, with this podcast, we do kind of specialty yeah. things. And it's like, okay, <laughs> it gives us an opportunity, like Josh said, it gives us an opportunity to go buy something yeah. we don't have. And Dave's, Dave is looking and going, <laughs> what don't you have? <laughs> so, Looks very similar to my house, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did try the cookie. And it did it pretty much exactly what I thought it would. You know, the, the chocolate and the nuttiness of the cookie itself went well with the Frangelica. Because kind of that hardness and that sugar from the cookie, they just kind of melded together. 
you know, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, again, I, I'm, I told you off air, we've got this best on plate. Thing, <laughs> so, you know, I only brought three things, but we can cross over. We already crossed over with this loaf. <laughs> <laughs> and the loaf might be best for this one, but I'm not so sure that. I don't know. That cookie comes through pretty good, cookie, too. Could, they all three did. <laughs> There's not a whole lot about this, um, you know, and and these cordials and liqueurs, they tend to clock in in this 25% range. Yeah. And I think that's good because they make great mixers. Right. They great. They make, um, you could like what we're doing right now. And I, I didn't look it up, but I would say. This could be, I don't know if it's a atrophied or after dinner drink, you know, before oh, or yeah. after. Um, I think it could be either. I think that's it what, be, could be either. That's what, you know, that's what we tend to right. tend to do. <laughs> well, Americans just say, <laughs> yeah, <it's> like <laughs> everything's even, before and after, even wine. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when I was in, when I was in Italy, it's like they'd bring out the, they bring out that cropper. Oh yeah, right after, or the Novello. Yeah, which is the walnut liqueur, or the uh, uh, what is it, Sambuca or something along those uh-huh. lines. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uzo, exactly. Oh, Uzo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got any Uzo stories? No, I haven't drank very much Uzo. I've drank a lot of Sambuca. I think I already told this story, but uh, when we were leaving the Kansas city area and we're moving to Kentucky and this was four kids. Uh, the neighbors cross street, they, they took us to a Greek restaurant and, and, uh, got the belly dancer and the whole thing. And then here comes the guy with the Uzo <laughs> and I'd never had Uzo. Again, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. It's so licorice. Right. Um, but I had glasses back then even. And so he pours me, he had you. He went around and you poured it in your mouth. He, you either put your mouth up there where he could pour it, or he's going to pour it somewhere else. <laughs> and so then he gave me some in my mouth, enough that you just get a good taste. Then he took my glasses off and he starts washing my glasses with Uso. Oh wow! <laughs> it was a crazy place, and we were we were pretty crazy at that point anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Uzo is one of those things, but. I think one of the first things similar to that that I experienced, I had a friend who lived in in France for several years, and his brother had lived in Italy for several years. And they, I was young, we were in our early twenties, and he had brought back some pastis from from uh, France, which is similar to sambuca. But when you put it, when you pour water in it, it gets milky. And, and oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So it's interesting how that. And right. so we 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 drank a whole bottle of it one night, and ooh. Don't really remember much after that. I guess not. <laughs> it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, I finished my Frangelica. I'm ready to move on. You ready to move yes, on? Yes, sir. Which one are we doing next? I think the the Bekarovka would be fun to do next. That's this one, right? Yeah, it's a little more herbal. So it's the darker of the three. It's that the lighter. We have. It's the this is the that's the liquor forty three. So which one are we doing? This one. Oh, that. Oh, okay. We're doing the lighter one. Yeah, it's it's a oh, okay. the more herbal smelling one. Okay. 
the liquor 43 is kind of lemon and, and vanilla. Yeah. So this Bekrovka is made in Czech Republic okay. near where the owner of the pantry is from. Uh-huh. And Tomas. Tomas. And currently it's actually hard to get in the state right now, but it should be back in the market pretty soon. And we all we always have it in stock if we have it at the rest. You know, we always have it at the restaurant if it's in stock. Mm-hmm. We usually have it in a cocktail, but since it's limited supply right now, we pulled it from the cocktail list to just offer it for. And it's generally an after dinner. It's what they serve, and usually it's served ice cold, and they bring it around like the the ouzo after you finish your meal, and it's like a digestif to get oh, okay. to get everything going. But yeah, it's it's one of my sort favorite. of like limoncello. But very herbal, more like um, Jägermeister, oh, but okay. less less licorice than Jäger, Jägermeister. Oh, so the okay. notes on this are going to be like allspice and vanilla, and like not vanilla. It's like Christmas in a glass to me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of like spruce notes. Yeah, like baking spices mm-hmm. baking and baking spices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what what uh, of our food choices you think we go? I think it goes really good with the. Um, the liver pate, the chicken liver pate. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's got a real warming mm-hmm. aspect to it. Now, what's the ABV of it? It's, it's not any higher than anything else. Thirty-eight. Oh, okay, okay. There it is. It's pretty high. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the warming, folks. Thirty-eight <laughs> percent. Yeah. So we went from. 24 to 38. <laughs> Boom. <That> basically doubled. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the, yeah, the, the nose of it is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you eat there, and then uh, I'm going to try something, too. I'm thinking the pate might go. Try the pate? I did. It's delicious with it, I think. You ever made pate? We make that at the restaurant, though. Uh-huh. It's not really that hard to make. It's, it's just, you know, you got to... A lot of different right. steps. Yeah, that that went well. I like it with the goat cheese that I brought to you. I don't know if you have any goat cheese over there, but oh, I don't. Oh, okay. You know, Josh and I found out that it's like if we put goat cheese on the plate, <laughs> it's it's got a higher than fifty fifty chance of being best on the plate <laughs> because the fattiness yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, and the acidity of the drink. Right. They just, there they are. Yeah. And this this really doesn't have an acidity per se. Right. But just the, I think it's going to be a the texture. Herbal, the herby, the herbaceousness no, of it. Herbaceousness, right. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. See how fun this is? This is great. <laughs> What are you going to try now? I'm actually going to try some of the smoked turkey with a little bit of the ricotta mm-hmm. together. Okay. You have to be careful. That that 38%, you don't want to just slam it down. Mm-mm. You know, that's not as high as a bourbon, but it's up there. It's only 2% less than most bourbons, though, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. you're doing a bonded or a mm-hmm. um, barrel proof. Right. The turkey with the ricotta was good, but I think I like the, the goat cheese better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Greater than 50-50. <laughs> I'm going to try the Hungarian sausage. Oh, yeah, the fattiness of that, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, besides what you told us, you said it was Czech. 
do you know much about who who makes it and you know how they're doing it and anything like that i believe it's just the company that makes it themselves but um it has 123 herbs i believe oh wow it originally was um started in 1807 secret mixture secret mixture of herbs and spices it's probably made by some month <laughs> <laughs> it could be but it's you know it's like in the gin world monkey 47 yeah and, and uh botanists right. and things like that they got all these herbs that yeah are very special i'm sure they've they've right. cultivated a bunch of very special herbs yeah um have you ever been to texas pocket i have not but Tomasha's is going to have to take me sometime. <laughs> well, I'd love to go. I, well, I'd love to go because I've heard that the beers are very yeah. good, too. So he took our head chef, Titus, over there the year before COVID. So in mm-hmm. 09 or, or 19. And Titus, you know, we have Pilsner Urkel on draft always if we can uh-huh. get it. And which is the original Pilsner. But Titus is like, it tastes so much different there. It's so much oh, yeah. fresher and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the flavor of it is. Titus knows I don't really like beer a whole lot, and he's like, you would like it there. <laughs> right. That's like uh, going to taste Guinness. Right. In Ireland, it's like, <laughs> where'd they get this? This is not, <laughs> it's not what I used to. Used to. <laughs> That's really good. Thanks for bringing that. Yeah, no problem. That's If you don't know it, it's one that people would not normally have tasted. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fantastic. And again, I'm going to struggle on best on plate because the pate went well. The Hungarian sausage went well. Um, what did you try before? I did the turkey with a little bit of the house-made ricotta on it. Okay. I might have to do that. I don't think you have any ricotta. I don't. You brought too many things. <laughs> so when when you're... Maybe you go home to have a drink after a hard day's work. Uh-huh. What do you generally have? I'm a purist, so I'm either a tequila on the rocks or whiskey mm-hmm. on the rocks. Yeah. Or if it's hot, I like vodka or gin and soda. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes wine, but generally something spirit. <laughs> so not a, not a bourbon or not a... I like scotch. bourbons, generally. That, uh, that That's what I gravitate toward. Okay. And I'm not too bougie about it. I'm going to have some friends who really will only have higher end ones. And I'm like, I can, you know, Woodford and Woodford Double Oak is one of my favorites. And Mine too. Um, In fact, I have none here. <laughs> and there's there's actually some other, Evan Williams 1783, if you can get it, is really good. And it's mm-hmm. not very expensive. So there's other options out there for people if they really want to find some good bourbons and not try to be only about the pappies and the plantains and the ones you can't hardly get you know right i've never tasted blends uh, or uh, i mean pappy i've had a couple of them i think people that they're overrated I, that's people rave about I mean, they it, think but... they're good but i don't think they're as good as the the hype but right. i don't i think that about most of those that is hard to get i mean even as a restaurant manager we can we can i can get a bottle of blanton's a quarter like it's kind of ridiculous that i don't get to get more just for the restaurant but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a numbers game and mm-hmm. i don't meet their numbers sometimes so all right eagle rare which is crazy has got so hard to get oh really and i think it's because it's just not that expensive once you can find it but you can't find it right 
and tra- and I travel as much as I can, generally just around drivable distance. But mm-hmm. when I go out of town, I always look for some of these too. And I, I would look for Blanton's when I go to New Orleans because one time mm-hmm. I found a bottle there for ninety dollars, and yeah. it's like sweet, I'll take that home. That's the price if I can find it in Little Rock. And then the next time we went back to the same place and it was one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. And then six months later we went back to the same place and it was two hundred dollars. Oh and I was like, goodness. I'm not paying two hundred dollars for that. No. <laughs> I already collected all the horses. I don't need any more. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, right. Well, we go to St. Martin. And oh, yeah. The last time we were walking through uh, Phillipsburg, and it's sad because they had the hurricane and then they had the COVID. Right. And it's kind of like a ghost town part of that. Uh, there's a Blanton store. And we're on this little blog on Facebook, and somebody got all of them for some ridiculously like $55 each. So it's like, really? So I might have to go down there and wow. look for that. Yeah. No, this is fantastic. Thank you. I'm really, I'm, I keep nosing it and it's, it's not cinnamon. Maybe it's cardamom. That I, I think that's it. what it is. Cardamom. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really fantastic. And then it's, Got such a nice clear type color. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really a yellow, but more it's straw. It's like a more, straw. Color. More straw. Mm-hmm. And it does have a smidge of knees to it, but not like it's a punch you in right. the mouth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna try that Hungarian sausage again. That <laughs> really. Mm. Yep. Gonna be a struggle. So where did you go for your birthday? Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. You do that often, Nashville. That's only the second time I've been to Nashville. Oh, really? Um, okay. But I generally go somewhere every year for my birthday. So mm-hmm. being a holiday, it's easy to easy travel to. and be, mm-hmm. be off mm-hmm. work. Yeah. So um, some friends and I rented a big house yeah. in the South Gulch area. So it's mm-hmm. easy Uber to Broadway, which I don't really like that much. But the Gulch area is really nice. There's mm-hmm. many great restaurants there. Mm-hmm. And so we just... Kind of ate and drank our way through Nashville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ate at a restaurant called Marsh that was really good. It's in the Gulch. And then Patterson House has some great cocktails. Oh, okay. Just a couple of places I remember just off the top. So of do you like doing that, going as a bartender? Yeah. Do you like going so to So I do. I, I, I like two things. First, I, you, I like to just be anonymous, being in Little Rock for 20 years and working in the service industry. Exactly. I right. know everyone right. or everyone knows me. Right. And so when I go out here, I always see people and talk to them. And so when I'm out of town, I get to be free. And I mean, I'm free here too, but I get to not have to talk to people. And uh, so whenever I'm out of town, I do like to go and experiment or experience other people's drinks and what they have going on. But then I also just want to get back to buy roots and just drink what I want to drink instead Mm -hmm. of (laughs) doing the cocktail stuff. I love food. So definitely try restaurants and if you're going to drink your way through a city, you have to eat your way through a city or you're going to get in trouble. Absolutely. And so I've learned that more than once the hard way. I go to New Orleans a lot. Do you? And That's a terrible drive. I you learned, fly or drive? I drive. It's hard to fly there. That, uh, yeah, but it's a terrible drive. It's long and boring. but Yeah, it's like we, we went down there for a wedding and we're coming back and it's like, okay, we need to, we need to go to the bathroom. We need to pee. Oh, yeah. We need to pee. Where we're going. Okay. We're going to stop here. Oh, they're out. Of, their power's out. Oh, well, thank you very much. Okay, we're going to go in McDonald's. 
Oh, their power's out. No? Okay. Uh, now what am I going to do? Do I need to go back around behind the building? Right. <laughs> so I've gone enough that I know where to stop so I don't get stuck. Well, right. And I'm not because you, you get on that viaduct. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. You're, you're, there's 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 parts not, where it's 40 miles until the next bathroom. Exactly. And I'm always, when I take new people, I say, I don't care if you have to go now or not. You need to go because you're probably yeah. going to have to in this 40-mile stretch. So right. just make yourself. Right. We go through Greenville and go down through, and like, go just east of Vicksburg and come out at Utica and then cut over to 55 generally. Oh, okay. Not Lake and Village. Not, well, we go through Lake Village and cross the river instead oh, of going down to, to, okay. uh, to Lula and all that, gotcha. whatever that is. And uh, there's a long stretch there, but there's... <laughs> As soon as you get past Greenville, there's a there's a gas station on the right hand side, and you have to stop there. And I call it the Brownwater Gas Station because it's the water there is brown. Ooh! And so every time we stop, I'm like, did somebody already use this bathroom? And I'm like, nope, it's just the water's brown. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Don't get the water there. <laughs> right. But yeah, cool. eating and drinking, you have to like in New Orleans. I learned my lesson. I was like. I have to eat every couple of hours, even if it's a snack, because mm-hmm. I'm right. going to have a cocktail along the way, too. So, Right. Yeah, I need to, too. And that's a great way to so, try a lot of things. So do you test another bartender? No, I just check their... Well, if they have a cocktail list, then that's great. If not, then I'll just have them... Well, it depends on the bar. So I, I like... Uh... Negronis and I uh-huh. know the pantry has the, the bottle yeah. in the bottle. Yeah. And of course, we can make them regular as well. But I've I've gone to several different restaurants and ordered a Negroni, and it's not something you order in Arkansas. Right. It's not something that's normal, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, you know, one time it came out in a flute. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm going, no. <laughs> and and the mistake was, I just told the waitress, I said, that's the wrong glass. Yeah. Go go tell the bartender to pour it in. To, Over a rocks to, glass. To a rocks glass. And it it needs the orange, you know. Yeah. The orange peel. So it came back with, you know, in a rocks glass and orange peel. It was not a girl. Not a girl. They probably made you like a Campari soda is what it sounds like or i think that's what i think that's what it might have been but it didn't even taste yeah. like that so i went and the bar poor bartender he's slammed yeah and i know you get this too oh yeah you know a bartender is slammed and he's hurrying and, and doesn't have time you know and so i went up there and i stood patiently and you know and i, I finally said to him do you know how to make a negroni he said no Okay. <laughs> Just tell so, them you don't know how to make it. It's like, okay, it's one, one, one. Yeah, it, literally. <laughs> I, sometimes I will test a bartender mainly because I I have a very good friend that I travel with and go out with a lot, and he only drinks old fashions, and he is the, he's like the... Very particular. He's the old school old fashioned, not like the 80s old fashioned with the muddled fruit and the... Oh, he likes okay. his not muddled and... Right. The way that I like mine too. The way I don't think that should have muddled fruit or soda water. Okay. But so I'll, I'm always like, this is, I always order an old fashioned or if I see one come out, I'm like, you need to have whiskey on the rocks here instead of ordering an old fashioned because you're not going to like it. Um, right. The other way that I will is sometimes order a Manhattan 
And if that's not right, then I'm just like, funny story. (laughs) One time I ordered a a dirty martini, slightly Mm -hmm. dirty martini, and the the bartender. Is that called dusty? Yeah. But the bartender (laughs) mistakenly put simple syrup in it. And so when I went, when I tasted it, I was like, what is this? And we had a good laugh about it because I was like, you put simple in there instead of instead of olive juice and she's like oh my god she's like i've been but doing this for 20 olives. yeah <laughs> yeah well well and i also went to a bar one time and ordered a basil hayden's on the rocks and the bartender uh, said he had to look up how to make it and i was like yeah that's a sad situation well i wanted to look it up <laughs> as opposed to not yeah but a basil hayden's on the rocks yeah that's not that yeah I'm like, you see that bottle that's behind you? Just pour that over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what cocktail, and my pointer finger is going again, guys, and I know you see it. What cocktail would we make with this liqueur? So I've made a fun, bunch of fun ones. Uh, a pre- previous bartender that worked at the pantry did a, a, a take on a French 75 with it. So he oh, did really? it with that and lemon juice and simple syrup and then oh wow topped it with bubbles and it was fantastic it's real oh, really? nice and light really uh-huh. good uh-huh and then i like i usually like to use it with gin so i use i many times have used it with rock core okay i did one recently with rock sore and pear liqueur and lemon okay. juice uh-huh um and then we've done it with rum once and that wound up turning out really good okay you okay. can play around with it in a lot of ways, I'm but sure, it, it, yeah. it really complements gin well with all the herbs. Yeah, really, it would. Yeah. So with all those herbs, it, it like you said, it's kind of in that gin yeah. range. Yeah. All the herbals. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I haven't really tried to play with it with whiskey yet, and I think that'd be interesting. Oh, it could be. Yeah. I may have to do that next. Yeah. I got a frowny face on trying to figure that out. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's not a frowny <laughs> face. It's just like <laughs> befuzzled face. <laughs> All right, we ready to go to the next Absolutely. one? Absolutely. So this is an Italian liqueur. It's called Liquor 43. Oh, sorry, it's Spanish. I lied. It's Spanish. And it's a Mediterranean citrus fruits infused with selected botanicals. I get like vanilla, a little bit of orange peel, more lemon. What's the ABV on it? 31. Okay. I nosed it and got a, yeah. got a pretty good hit. I think if this was served cold like a um like a, a limoncello, it would it would really mm-hmm. be good. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, I can envision that. Oh, that texture is smooth. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good mouthfeel. Very good mouthfeel. This is also be excellent over ice cream. It is excellent over ice cream or made into a milkshake. Oh, okay. <laughs> Vanilla. Or chocolate. I think this one will go good with your cookie. Yeah, I'm going to try that. I think it would, too. I'm not sure about the blue cheeses. Mm. Yeah, the cookie. That's so good. Because part of what happens is you've got the cookie in your mouth, and then you have the 43 in your mouth with it. And because of that, that smooth, silky texture, yeah. it just kind of melds into the cookie. It's almost like dipping the cookie in milk. Well, I was, <laughs> it's not milk, All right? No. yeah, it's almost, yeah, it's like the same, yeah. I would say it's more like dipping your cookie in cream because mm-hmm. of the texture. Yeah. 
That's a good taste. Mmm. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> I tried it with the, the gorgonzola and did not. It did not? Oh. I did not love it. Okay, I'm going to try it though. <laughs> no. The gorgonzola just kind of kills it. Yeah. You know, it, it vaporizes it. Mm-hmm. Does that mean the alcohol's gone? <laughs> so I'm get a little bit of that brought and try it with that. I actually like that. Oh, I tried the loaf and that's good. That's what I'm about to try. Yeah. Josh, you're missing out. <laughs> you're just down the street. <laughs> well, where they went. Well, Montana, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, it's like 1,500 miles. Is that drop? Yes. Wow. Well, you know the airfare is so mm, expensive yeah. now. And there's three of them. You know, little Charlie, he needs a whole seat. <laughs> I think I think uh, they said the airfare was like $1,500 a person. Wow. Yeah. Well, and that's because it's not an easy place to get to, right? Like, they had, they had right to fly on. into a smaller airport that's near there. Well... Uh, they they would have gone to Bozeman. I mean, that's pretty good size, but still. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so they're kind of resting up, I'm sure. I would be. That's going to go good. That loaf was good, too, though. I mm-hmm. don't. That's going to be a tough call. <laughs> now, what cocktails would you make with this one? So actually, currently, we have one that's called um, Fields of Eden, and it, we have a, a barrel pick that we had from um, Oak and Eden uh, they, that they did for our restaurant. And so we do. I'm doing this with that barrel-proof whiskey, uh, strawberry liqueur, and lemon juice, oh, and it's wow. really good. Wow. Sounds but good. I've done it with uh, Rock Sword Gin, uh-huh. lemon, mm-hmm. maybe it was Bekarovka. Maybe it was Bekarovka. Okay. So, yeah, that I did that. Co- and, and yeah, lemon juice. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was really good. I think I put Peychaud's bitters in there to kind of tamp down some of the sweetness. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to look at the cocktail book. But I think this one goes well with, with it with the, with the vanilla notes. It really, yes, yes. Like whiskey cocktails would go, go really well with right. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you could use this interchangeably with a cognac yeah so i'm i'm thinking you could make a really fantastic sidecar with this one yeah just leave out the simple yes exactly yeah you don't need the simple but uh now take a sugar cube get your uh angster bitters on the sugar yeah. cube put this in there yeah oh wow this would actually make a really good French 75 too. Yeah. So do this, do gin and this and bubbles and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes if, if not at the restaurant, but if I'm at home and want to cheat, I'll, I'll just do gin and, uh, um, limoncello and, and bubbles and call it a day. Okay. So I don't want to have to squeeze the lemons. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I'm not at the bar, I'm a cheater. I cheat on much as I can. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. You know, I buy freshly lemonade or freshly limeade to make margaritas. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. we got to do what we got to do. Cause exactly. We, those that still work, 
I don't, but those that still work, it's like you get home, you're tired, but get out the blender and yeah. do all this kind of fancy stuff. It's like, okay, I put this in the refrigerator. <laughs> Let's pour exactly. this up and put the whiskey in. Well, and I'm all about bulk, too. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to make this one at a time. Let's do a whole bunch of it so we can exactly. call it a day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and like when I travel with friends and like if we go to the lake and something where we're not going to restaurants and stuff all the time. Right. When they start to ask me to make drinks, I'm like, I'm on vac. I'm on. I'm, I'm on vacation. Yeah, I'm on vacation. <laughs> Let me get you a beer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all make me drink. <laughs> <laughs> Although they don't know how to measure, so usually the drinks they make me are very strong, and I was like, Right. I can't drink. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or it's too weak. One or the other. Yeah. If you double up something, it's not not gonna be right. <laughs> Well, you got any more stories about 43? That's really good. Not that I know of. When they br- they actually have a... I think they I have a, get that at Colonial? Mm-hmm. All these... Well, Becker Rubka right now you can't, but you should be able to soon. Oh. Um, Laker 43 they have. Okay. And they actually have it in the pint... Or the... Yeah, the pints as well as the 750, so you don't have to buy the big bottle. You don't have to commit. Uh, you don't have to commit to the big bottle, bottle if you oh, don't want geez. to. Do you know what it costs, the big bottle? I think the big bottle is around th- 30. Yeah, that's... I think both yeah. of these are around 30. Yeah, and that's probably... I don't know that Frangelica would be that much, but... Yeah, 25 to 30, I yeah, would say. Yeah, right, exactly. That's a good price for anything mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Well, it's not your everyday drinker. It's going to sit on the shelf some... That's so, right. That's right. Um, but they're fun to play with, and they're fun to have as an option when you finish a meal and you're like, Oh, I want to have that tonight. Well, and at that price, you can, you can mix something up. Right. Taste it and go, that didn't work. Yeah. And maybe you doctor it up. Yeah. Right. Heaven forbid you could pour it out. Just do it as a pri- shot at that price. Yeah, exactly. Now, rarely do I pour anything. Exactly. Out. And figure out how to fix it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You add enough of other things, you can fix it. Well, what do you think? Best on plate? Um, on this one, I think you're going with this one, the forty-three, the liquor forty-three. Oh, I'm. Are we doing it for each yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it for each one. So, liquor forty-three. I'm going to pick the the bratwurst. I have to do the same thing. I think it. I think that the really fattiness well. there and a little bit of the the oh, seasonings yeah. in that brat Absolutely. really come through. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the bekarovka is going to be hard for me. Me too. Um, With all those herbs, the herbaceousness of it, um, for me, I think it went, I tried the Gonzola too. Yeah. And it didn't. No. It's just the Gonzola just. Right. Like I I think I already said, vaporized. Yeah. But for me, the Hungarian sausage. I think I agree with you on that too. Because it had a lot. Now you you don't have to agree with me every time. Well, you disagreed with me before. Okay, well, one for one. <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, Hungarian sausage is just fantastic, and that's a lot of time. That's what I'll just order when I go to yeah. the pantry. You know, I love that sausage. Yeah, it's really great. And now he he makes that in house. We do. Right? Yeah, both of the sausages. Yeah. Every actually everything on the board except the bread. Uh huh. And the cornichons we make at the pantry. Right. Right. Now, what about the Frangelica? <clears throat> Frangelico, I'm going with the uh, the goat cheese. The gonzola or the 
I'm going with the goat. I like oh, the goat just cheese. The pla- this one. Yeah. In, that you brought. No, this, the, yeah, this, this, this cheese. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking the gonzola. Yeah, that was a good, that's a. Uh, I mean, that cookie, that cookie, that that poor cookie, it was like so second close. on all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was like second on all three of them. I don't know what happened to the poor thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this, this has been fun. You know, we've had some I have really, very much really good taste. So what we're going to do next is, uh, then I'll get to blind taste me. I'll, I'll blind taste you. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. I've got David poured up. He's got something to blind taste. You ready, David? Yes, sir. Okay. You got your little ice in case you might need that. So what color is it? Um, it's kind of a honey color. Mm-hmm. Light doesn't have a big nose on it though. You know what I mean? Like it's not a no kick I, you in the face. No. These uh <laughs> these last two uh <laughs> liqueurs burned my nose hair more than this did. That's not saying it's less alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how that works, you know? It's like last week with uh the beer. You know, we were going, right. we, we couldn't taste the alcohol, yeah. and it's 11%. Right. <laughs> I get, like, lemon peel and mm-hmm. a little bit of vanilla. There's no best on plate with this, but you could always add some food to it if you want to. <laughs> if that helps you figure out what it is. It's a whiskey. Okay. <laughs> it kind of looks like a whiskey. Can you go any further than that? I think it's Irish whiskey. You think it's Irish? Mm-hmm. As opposed to Scottish? Well, it's not. I don't think it's Scottish. It doesn't have the peat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the tricky thing about Scotch. Some of them aren't. That's true. Real, real peaty. That's true. I haven't had many of the ones that weren't really, really peaty, though, so I guess you could be tri- tricking me. It's not super hot, so it's probably below 90 proof. Okay. So you're saying a whiskey? Yeah. Okay. So it's not a scotch. I don't think so. I don't think it's a bourbon. It doesn't have the the sweetness that I usually get from a bourbon. Okay. What's left? What kind of whiskey's left? Irish or Canadian. Mm-hmm. Or Japanese, but I don't think it's Japanese either. I got Japanese over here. <laughs> <laughs> they a lot of times have a smokiness too that's Oh, they do. Oh. You know, uh-huh. And actually, we did an episode with a, our next door neighbor, and uh, she's, you know, you got to praise her for it. You know, she had a reason to do it. She's doing non-alcohol. Okay. And she brought this bottle and left it that was a, quote, scotch mock whiskey. Interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. Huh. All right, well. That's as far as you want to go. That's fine. I don't know what else you would do. (laughs) So you're saying it's a whiskey. Right. It's a. I think it's an Irish whiskey. An Irish whiskey. Is it two of them or do? Hmm? Oh, can't guess it. No, you can guess it. Oh. I I won't tell you. We do this off. I'll tell you what it is off air. Right. And then we'll tell the listeners next week. Tastes like two of them were due to me. 
Mm. You know, I love that one. It's a good whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's a whiskey. You're saying it's Irish. Tudomardu. Tudomardu. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Guess job. we'll find out. You know, you were awfully soon. quick on that. I, you know, sometimes we take like five or ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Sorry. when it's when it's uh, when it's a wine or when it's a beer, and you know, you got a lot of different things right. to go through. Uh, it, t- it does take longer. This but, actually might be a ride, though. Are you changing your no. answer? You could. If you really want to. I'm sticking with what I got. You sure? Yeah, it does have some raw tendencies, though. Well. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. All right. Sorry. It's a whiskey. It's Irish whiskey. It's told me to. Well, there you have it, listeners. We'll, uh, we'll reveal that next week. So... This has been fun, Dave. Yeah, I've had a great time. Thank We've you for having me. I've had a great time, and I really appreciate you coming and being with me today. Absolutely. Josh will be back next week. <laughs> and what we're doing next week is I call it event cocktails. And everybody's been watching Wimbledon, and that's over. Next is a U.S. Open. They all I'm have the, their own cocktails. They do. Uh, I mean, obviously... So to like the horse races and stuff. Yeah, they did. They did. We have the, what is it that we have in hot springs? What is their thing? I don't know what the Arkansas Derby actually has as a cocktail. It's interesting. We should make sure that they but get the mint julep yeah, that's is, for the Kentucky Derby. For the Kentucky Derby. And I, and the, the jewel for the, uh, Belmont. Yeah. I don't even know what's in that though. Um, I'd have to look it up. I know that we, there's one for, uh, what is the tennis in New York? That's the USO. They have like something with melon balls in it and stuff. Okay. Well, that's what I'm proposing. I've got that penciled in for Josh, and it's called the Honey Deuce. Oh, that's it. Honey Deuce. Now, this year, they changed it, and it was do- doers must have paid a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> that cost them some money. Well, doers must have paid a lot of money, and they've got a special cocktail themselves. And, um, so that that's cool, but Josh doesn't do scotch. <laughs> and you know, Doers is not that smoky. It's not, but it's smoky enough. Got a you know, <laughs> I don't know what the smoky number is, but it's got enough in it. But I'm penciling Josh in on the Honey Deuce, and I'm doing the Pims Cup. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we'll have fun New doing Orleans. that. Uh, Pims is a specific. Right, gin, yeah, like liqueur, right, with all these. And it's got the Pim's Cup has uh, it has cucumber, cucumber, as yeah. orange. You know, right. you you mull all that together and orange juice, yeah. and there's this whole big thing. But that's what we're gonna do next nice. week. Fun, and then uh, appreciate you being here. Thank I, you for having I, me. I wanna, yeah, I wanna thank all the listeners for still being here. And we're still thinking about our two-year celebration. So when Josh gets back, he and I will work that out. We'll figure out what we're going to do. And it's it's been a, a good time. So you know what you're supposed to do. Go in on your podcast platform. Do those things they want you to do, which is like us, follow us, check us off, do all that. Write us, write us an old-school 
email. Josh <laughs> calls it old school. And it's acquiredtastings at gmail.com. You can write us an email and tell us how we're doing. Or you, tell us, you can actually rate us on your podcast platform. And if you tell us we're not doing so hot, tell us why. We've had that happen. <laughs> I mean, when we first started, there was a there was a lady that said, "Oh, it's too noisy, and there's all these background yeah. noises and all this, all these sounds about eating and all this kind of stuff." Well, we kind of fixed that. So as much as possible, as much as possible, you can't get everything out. Exactly. But uh, thank you for being here again, David. Thank you very much. I want to thank all the listeners for still being here. This is John Mills. This is Acquired Tastings. See you next time. Thank you and goodbye.